0: Welcome to Wayne's Eye Lutheran Church in Roma, Ohio. This is Sunday, November the 27th, 2022. This service was recorded on November the 20th, Christ the King, Sunday. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Diane Temple. Thank you to Ken and Marilyn Streeper for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their birthdays. Thank you for joining us today. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we've done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you, and uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life, through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Will you join with me in the prayer of the days you find in your bulletin insert called The Celebrate for this Christ the King Sunday. O oh God, our true life, to serve you is freedom and to know you is unending joy. We worship you. We glorify you. We give thanks to you for your great glory. Abide with us. Reign in us. And make this world into a fit habitation for your divine majesty. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us receive God's word.
1: Our first reading today is from Jeremiah 23, verses 1 through 6, with the following preface. Today's reading builds on the common ancient New Eastern metaphor of the king as shepherd. Judah's unjust rulers have caused their people, their flock, to be scattered. Nevertheless, God will raise up a new and righteous shepherd who will rule a restored Judah. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of the lambs where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to the fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them. And they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall exercise justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. Word of God, Word of Life. Our second reading this morning is from Colossians 1, verses 11 through 20, with the following preface. An early Christian hymn praises the mystery of the political, personal, and mystical Christ, the one who was present at creation and is eternally reigning with God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. Word of God, word of life.
0: Our service continues on page 142 with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to please rise. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 23rd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. When they came to the place that's called the Skull, they crucified Jesus, there with criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ on this Christ the King Sunday. It's so good to have you with us this morning. And for those who helped last night at the gala or participated, you're the one showing up first this morning. So thank you for that. It was wonderful to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ at Sacred Heart in celebrating their 100th gala event for their school. Well, I'd like to uh, offer up three reference points before I share what it is I'm going to share today with regards to the scriptures that have been chosen for this particular Sunday. And the first is that we have reached the end of our liturgical year. We have reached the end of year C. This year we've been spending time reading the gospel out of Luke and some of the gospels that are sprinkled from John's gospel So next Sunday, we begin a new church year, and we go into the year A assigned to Matthew. The second point I want to share with you is that in last week's Lucan text, we were placed between Palm Sunday and Good Friday, if you remember. Today, we're outside the Jerusalem walls, and we're at a place called the Skull, and we're looking at Jesus now hanging on the cross. From this position, Jesus will redefine what is a king and what reigning as king means. It's not about saving oneself, but rather others, including us, with his own at his own cost. The third reference point that I want to give us is more of a question. How do we make sense of a dying Jesus, Christ the King, Savior of all, who is willing to die? How does this motif of a king deliver justice and reign in God's peace as spoken by the prophets read by Diane this morning? And since we'll be leaving Luke's gospel for two years, I'd like to hold tension in two passages from Luke's gospel, in the beginning and at the end. In the beginning, Luke chapter 1, verses 69 through 79, which is Zechariah's song. Zechariah was the father of John, who was the baptizer of Jesus, When he was visited by the angel, could not believe, and so he lost his voice. And when he was able to speak and name his son John, it was then that the angel released and allowed his voice to be strong. And he sang this wonderful song called Zachariah's song. The other is today's text. In Luke twenty-three, thirty-three through forty-four, again, ten to eleven verses, Jesus' first moments in his execution. On the cross. in considering these three reference points. Coming to the end of the year. Why Jesus had to die in order to save all. And this question. How do we make sense out of all of this? In considering these reference points. I hope that we may be able to gain some insight. Into why Jesus was led out to die. In order to save. It's a lot to consider. Well, but bear with me. So in the beginning of Luke's gospel, Zechariah's song are these words. Praise be to God, the Lord of Israel, because he has come to his people to redeem them. He has raised up a strong king of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Isn't that a position of strength and praise and glory? And now we come to the end of Luke's gospel. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there among criminals, one on his right, one on his left. And Jesus prays to his father, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Such promise held in Zechariah's song of praise. The Lord has come to bring a strong king of salvation. In fact, to rescue God's people from those who wish them harm and even death. God could have chosen any way imaginable to use his power and might to save. Maybe a blink of his eye or mighty arm to swing the pendulum from evil to good, from wrong to right, from captivity to freedom, from death to life. Yet God chose the death of his son. And surprisingly, that Jesus kept his identity quiet. Never once did he share that he was the king. It was only at the end of the gospel that Jesus shares his pending death with his disciples. And Peter denies him of such nonsense. When questioned by Pilate, if he was a king, king of the Jews, Jesus only stated, you say that I am. Jesus' trial was a farce. He was not found guilty. And Pilate, wanting to grant that uh, gift that was given at the Passover festival before the Sabbath to release a prisoner. It was something that they did to quiet the crowd because the crowd wanted nothing more than to have Jesus crucified. And so the the crowd chose Barabbas, a known criminal, a known killer. So Jesus was crucified along with two criminals. This had to be done in haste. Because the Sabbath was coming. The sun was almost setting and Passover was about to begin. It had to be done quickly. Jesus bearing the torment prays, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. These people wanted signs of God's power found in the Messiah that the prophets had been talking about. Instead, Jesus would show great restraint and compassion for all people. However, the people only saw weakness in Jesus. Surely this is not the Messiah, the same question that was raised by John the Baptizer when Herod had imprisoned him and he sent word to John's disciples to go out and ask him, are you the Messiah? I mean, John was there in the baptizing of Jesus. He saw the anointing of him by the Holy Spirit, something like a dove coming out of the heavens and the voice, God's voice claiming, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. John was there, but yet now he too is questioning as the people are questioning Are you not the Messiah? And from Jeremiah in our Old Testament text this morning, the Messiah was to reign as king and deal wisely and execute justice and righteousness in all the land. And this is the name in which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Even after Jesus raised on the cross as the people stood by watching The leaders continued to scoff him. You have saved others. Let him save himself if you're the Messiah. Even one of the criminals fighting through the pain and agony mocks Jesus saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. He was staring death in the face. Jesus did not come to save himself. He came as recorded in Luke 1, 72 and 75 at the beginning of Luke's gospel to show mercy to our ancestors, to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hands of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness in all the days of our lives was Zachariah's song. God acted through Christ in the most powerful and loving way and in doing so keeps his covenant for all generations and for us. How is this so? Jesus' reign and kingship rest in his answer to the criminal who humbled himself, who may even have exercised some faith there on the cross, as he too looks squarely in the face of death, the criminal's words to the other criminal, do you not fear God? Since we are under the same sentence, for we are being punished justly, for we're getting what we deserve from our deeds, but this man has done nothing. And then he asked Jesus that profound question, Will you remember me when you come into your kingdom, Lord? And Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. God's power, that is, the reign of Jesus Christ the King, is manifest in his blood that was shed on the cross, God's Son. Remained obedient unto death so that the door of paradise swings open for everyone. It's what gave me confidence as I spent time with my dad and caring for him. One of the questions that he asked most often when I was with him in Arizona, am I going to die today? Am I going to die this week? He was so fixed on that end date And we talked about the glorious kingdom. And I got to recite scripture to find out, and I didn't know this, that my dad's favorite scripture passage was the 23rd Psalm. And singing to my dad in the middle of the night, and he would not take his hand away from mine, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. I can't thank you enough for allowing me to do that and to go and to share my faith with my father and with my mother. It was a powerful education that you gave me in the preciousness of this life, and that we have Christ the King. We never want to wish my dad back with all the agony that he went through and finally released. When death came, it was peace. And he was released. And that day he entered into paradise with his Lord. That gives me hope. The power of death was destroyed on that East, first Easter vigil. <clears throat> no more death. No more crying. No more shame. John recorded it in the 21st chapter of Revelations. I am your God. I am with you. You are my people. I will wipe away every tear from your eyes. Death will be no more. Crying and shame will be no more. And write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. No earthly king could do that. Even a king needs to be saved from the inescapable penalty of death, which is, or of sin, which is death. Paul's words to the church in Colossae regarding Christ the King This King of kings and Lord of lords has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into his kingdom, his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, forgiveness of sins, and the gift of eternal life. I added that. (laughs) But isn't that what the promise is in our baptism? When we baptize our children and our adults, I was baptized at five. Those words ring with me, true, still today. People say, boy, you make a lot of... Uh, you, you talk about baptism a lot, Pastor. Yes, I do. Because we were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And what are the benefits of the gift of the baptism that we share with our Lord that's on this beautiful stained glass here? We have the forgiveness of sins. We are claimed children of God. And we are given the gift of eternal life. For in Christ, all fullness of God, both human and divine, came together. And through him, God was pleased to reconcile himself to all things. On earth and in heaven. By making peace through the blood of the Lamb on the cross. Having spent time with our dear friends at Sacred Heart. I understand that we have to remember the crucifix. I understand that we need to see the agony that Jesus died for us. But I love the Lutheran cross. It is empty, the promise, that he has gone on and sits at the right hand of God the Father and will come again, to judge the living and the dead, and will bring us to our eternal rest. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. John 3.17. Not John 3.16. John 3.17. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the reign of Jesus. This is Christ the King. Hallelujah. Amen. I invite us to share the affirmation of our faith as it's found in the Apostles' Creed You'll find this on page 105. And I invite you to please rise as we share the creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, was buried. He descended to the dead. Another day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. may be seated. United with your saints across time and place, we pray for our shared world. And you'll find the prayers of intercession on the back of your Celebrate insert. We pray for your church. Embolden denominations and faith-based organizations in creative and collaborative ministries and increase our work for the sake of the gospel. And Lord, I'm so thankful that we could work along with our sisters and brothers of the Catholic faith. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the earth. Protect waterways from pollution and animal habitats from destruction. Guide us in careful stewardship of waters, plant life, animals. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the nations of the world. Instill in every leader's heart a desire for justice and peace. And bring an end to the war to Ukraine from Russia. Support the work of international collaborations that seek the goals of health and joy for all people. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all who are undermined or oppressed. Amplify the voices of the unheard and break open stubborn systems of injustice. Bring about your righteousness and fill us with all your redeeming light. Lord, in your mercy. We We pray for this assembly, guide our pastors, deacons, and council members in discernment, and nurture new leaders with fresh ideas as the nominating committee has been busy at work. And thank you for those who are saying yes to serving on council, at least having their name on the ballot for this annual meeting coming up in January. And give this congregation a spirit of discipleship and service. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for those who seek healing and wholeness. Lord, we ask you to surround Riker John Gravel, the son of Kayla and Griffin. Bring wholeness and healing. Bring him strength. And we're so thankful for the the nurses and the doctors at St. Luke's who've been working with this little guy. Lord, uh, we're thankful for the healing of Carol Hine. And for our dear friend, Marilyn Streeper, bring her strength and comfort. And Teresa, as she now faces surgery at the end of this month, give her strength, O Lord. Thank you for our dear friends, Henry and Lois Poppy, who can't be with us, but are listening on the radio and come to church services there at Pennington Square. Give them your love, O Lord. Surround them. For Kalinda Stadmuller, Continue to strengthen her. For Gwen Edwards, we're so thankful that she's doing much better, Lord. And for Sandy Jensen, who lives each day in pain, give her strength. For Charles Walters, George's brother, who's on a difficult journey, thank you for his caregivers. And Lord, we lift up Judy Skay, who suffered a stroke, and we pray that you'll continue to strengthen her. And we're so thankful that she's making such good progress. And Lord, we ask for protection for our military sons from this congregation who are actively engaged in providing protection for others. Some are serving here in our nation, others abroad. And so we lift before you Ben Harms, David Frankford, Trevor Owen, and Dustin Starn. Lord, in your mercy, we give thanks for all who have died in faith. Console us who mourn and comfort us with the beautiful promise of life in your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, accept these prayers, gracious God, and those known only to you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor. And grant you his peace in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Be to God. Liturgy copyright 2021, Augberg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A 729734, all rights reserved.